So, why did Ibrahim announce this takbir? He was fighting the whispers of shaitan. He was fighting the whispers of his nafs, of himself, of, of, you know, his self. That's what he was doing. Because the self was saying, don't do it. How can you do it? The shaitan was saying, don't do it. How can you do it? Right? And this is why we pelt the jamarat during hajj. Right? This is resembling Ibrahim. And he's pelting of the shayateen. Right? Who are trying to swerve him off obedience. And then, as he was sharpening his knife, can you imagine how big the whispers were? Right? Uh, can you imagine how big the whispers were? Now, you're sharpening the knife. Your child is laying. And you're sharpening the knife on the stone. And he can see you sharpening this knife. And you are a father. Can you imagine? Can you imagine what thoughts must be going through your mind? Can you imagine shaitan attacking you from all angles at that point to swerve you, right? To swerve you, to stop you being from, to stop you uh, getting that title Khalilullah, to stop you getting that title Khalilullah. And Ibrahim announces, Allahu Akbar, Allah is greater, greater than my desires, greater than my son, greater than the whispers of shaitan, greater than this world, greater than this life. Allahu Akbar, he says it again, La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar. There is no one worthy of worship besides one Allah. He is greater. He is greater than my son. He is greater than this knife. He is greater than me. He is greater than my desires. He is greater than everything that I'm doing. He is greater. Allah is greater. Allahu Akbar. Allah is greater. I am a Muslim, a person who has submitted to the will of Allah. This is the will of Allah. Allah knows and I do not, I do not know. And whatever Allah does, He does good. And Allah is all wise with the circumstances that Allah has put me in. He's fighting his nafs. It wasn't that Ibrahim was an angel. Ibrahim salam was a prophet of Allah. He was a human being like you and me. He had a heart. He had emotions. He had a mind. He had feelings. Right? He was a human being. So he's fighting this. He's reminding himself, Allahu Akbar, walillahi alhamd, walillahi alhamd. All praises belong to Allah. All praises belong to Allah. The son Allah gave me. And for Allah is what he gives. As is for Allah. Allah what he takes. Everything belongs to Allah. At least Allah gave me. At least I had this time with my child. Allah answered my dua. Walillahi alhamd. All praises belong to Allah. The best of praises belong to Allah. This is this the, the barakah of Ibrahim. And this is Ibrahim alayhi salam announcing a, 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 a dhikr. Right? A remembrance of Allah, helping him remain focused on the task, helping him look after his iman, and not just iman, helping him look after the concept of him having a heart that is filled only with the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and nothing else will take him away from Allah, not even the son which he as a human being loved to have, begged Allah to have, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave him. Allahu Akbar. Right? So he deserved the title of Khalil. Thus, Allah raised in rank Ibrahim alayhi salam uh, and Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam and gave these two prophets a precedence over the rest of the other anbiya alayhi salatu wasalam and gave them the title of Khalil. And from these two, Allah raised in rank one of the two, one of the two, and he was Muhammad ibn Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the greatest man to have walked the face of this earth, the man who never wrote a biography, but 
Hundreds and countless of biographies were written about him. The man who came with Tawheed, he came and by the will of Allah took an entire peninsula and removed them from the darkness of idolatry and the shackles of shirk and placed them upon the podium of excellence, the podium of Tawheed and the podium of intending Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alone. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us neighbors to him in Jannah. Ameen. يا رب العالمين والله يخلق ما يشاء ويختار ما كان لهم الخيرة. Again, I remind you all, my dear brothers and sisters, the ayah that Ibn al-Qayyim has based his introduction upon. والله يخلق ما يشاء ويختار. Indeed, it is Allah who creates what He wants, and indeed, it is Allah who gives a precedence, who gives a rank, who gives honor, who gives status, who gives a position to who He wants from His creation, and nobody has a say in that matter. ما كان لهم الخيارة. Nobody has a say in the matter. Indeed, this is the sign of the complete lordship of Allah, the complete oneness of Allah, and that indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the only one worthy of worship. So my brothers and sisters, Allah has created the Anbiya alayhimu salatu wassalam. And he, he rose uh, in, uh, you know, to different levels and different stations, parts from the Anbiya, of, uh, of, uh, parts from uh, his Anbiya uh, over other parts. And from them, he, he rose uh, parts from those who were raised over other parts. And then, uh, uh, take this along to the fact uh, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you know, chose the children of Ismail. When we come off the podium and, 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 and platform of discussing uh, the prophets of Allah, and the messengers of Allah, and the messengers of absolute resolution, then let's go to those after them. And that is the children of Ismail alayhi salam, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose from the children of Adam alayhi salam. And from the children of Ismail alayhi salam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose Bani Kinana. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose Bani Kinana. And, and Bani Kinana, for your information, was from Khuzayma, the tribe known as Khuzayma. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose Bani Kinana from Khuzayma. And chose from Bani Kinana the Quraysh. And chose from the Quraysh Banu Hashim. And chose from Banu Hashim Muhammad ibn Abdullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So this is another example of how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala creates and gives rank and precedence to parts of his creation after after others. And then let's look at the companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Indeed they were all companions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as He created them, He gave a special rank and status to certain parts from the companions of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Certain people from the companions of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam over other people. Thus, He gave a special status to the earlier Muslims. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them uh, a special status that He didn't give to the other companions who are not from the earlier Muslims. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about them in His book, وَالسَّابِقُونَ الْأَوَّلُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about the earlier Muslims, those who accepted Islam under the most difficult of circumstances. And then Allah gives precedence to the people of Badr and uh, Bay'atul Ridwan. These two amazing events in the history of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam 
alayhi wa sallam, which inshallah we will discuss throughout the course of our, uh, uh, of our study of this particular book, Zad al-Ma'ad. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave those who stood on Badr and the people of Bay'atul Ridwan a status that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not give to uh, the other companions of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And like this, Allah created all the nations. And as you heard from the reading of our dear brother Abdul Mateen, as he went through the summarized introduction uh, of Zad, uh, Ibn al-Qayyim rahmatullahi alayhi mentions this, that Allah created all the nations and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created the nation of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Allah made this nation the best of all nations. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, um, in, 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 in a hadith, Antum Mufuna Sabrina Ummah, Antum Khayruha wa Akramuha Allah, that you are a completion to 70 nations. You are a completion to 70 nations, and you are the best of the nations, and you are the most honorable of the nations to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allahu Akbar. Indeed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose. Uh, the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, yourself and myself to be the best of nations. Now brothers and sisters, in your notes, um, the hadith of Muawiyah uh, ibn, ibn Hayda, radiallahu anhu, this hadith uh, that I've just recited to you, in your notes, uh, or in the English translation as well, it says marfu' Right? Can everybody see that in their notes? It says marfu' In the copy that I have, that is page 15. Now, I want to explain that term uh, very quickly. Firstly, this hadith is in the Musnad of Imam Ahmed. In your notes, it says Al-Musnad. When you hear the term Al-Musnad, Al-Musnad, make a note of this. This refers to the hadith compilation done by Imam Ahmed, Rahmatullahi Alayhi. Right? Yes, there were other Masanid. There were other uh, compilations of hadith known as Musnad. But when we say Al-Musnad by itself, then it refers to the compilation of hadith by Imam Ahmad. This is the acceptance that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave to the book of Imam Ahmad. And again, Wallahu yakhluqu ma yasha'u wa yakhtar. Indeed, Allah chooses who He gives uh, rank to, and what He gives rank to. Allah has given rank to the uh, the book of Hadith of Imam Ahmed, rahmatullahi alayhi. So uh, it says there, as reported in Al Musnad. Al Musnad refers to the book of Hadith uh, compiled by Imam Ahmed. Now, it says in marfu form. I, I hope you found it, brothers and sisters. Uh, that's page fifteen. Uh, in, in, in the copy of the book that I have, and it's the first paragraph on that page, uh, just towards the end of the paragraph. It says marfu' form. What does marfu' form mean? Marfu' form refers to um, a narration that has a chain of narrators um, that goes up to a companion. And a companion says something, right? Uh, that this companion could not say from himself. So it carries the ruling of marfu'. It carries the ruling of marfu', meaning he must have heard it from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So it's as good as Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam having said it. So a companion says something, for example, pertaining to the unknown, pertaining to the unseen, Right? Uh, for example, the hadith of Ibn Abbas, عنه, when he speaks about Baytul Izzah, the house on the first heaven, 
which the Quran was revealed to during Laylatul Qadr in one complete uh, revelation. Right from beginning to end, the Quran was revealed on Laylatul Qadr uh, from the preserved tablet to Bayt al Izza. And that is why we say, Inna anzalnahu fi Laylatul Qadr. That indeed the Quran was revealed in, in, in Laylatul Qadr. And we say, Shahru Ramadan al ladhi unzila fihi al Quran. That the Quran was revealed in the month of Ramadan. But we know the Quran came to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam over a period of 23 years. Right? So. If that was the case, then why is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying it was revealed on the night of power? So Ibn Abbas radiallahu uh, uh, goes on to explain that it was revealed on the night of power in one revelation to the first heaven. And from the first heaven to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, it came down piecemeal or in stages over 23 years. Now, how would Ibn Abbas radiallahu know this? How would he know this? He wouldn't know this unless someone who had knowledge of the unseen, because of revelation, told him. And the only person who had that was Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So this is what, uh, or this is from the meanings of marfu'. Uh, the scholars of hadith also attach marfu'. Uh, in general, to a hadith that goes back to Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam uh, as um, we, we see uh, in this particular uh, narration. Because in this particular narration, it says that the Prophet ﷺ said that you are a completion to 70 nations, and you are the best of these nations, and you are the most honorable of these nations. So marfu' refers to a, a, a companion saying a hadith which he could not have said unless he got it from the Prophet ﷺ. And it also refers to a hadith which goes back to the Prophet ﷺ and is connected to the Prophet ﷺ. And uh, if we want to have more knowledge of the different titles that go along with different narrations, then uh, a science that you should uh, endeavor to study is known as Usul al-Hadith. Usul al-Hadith, or the science of Hadith, or Ulum al-Hadith, the science of Hadith and the principles of Hadith. Right? And uh, this science is an intricate science and it's also been broken down to a very simplistic science uh, for beginners uh, to learn as well. And maybe one day if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grants us um, uh, life, then we can uh, do a, uh, you know, a short version, a short study of the of ulum al-hadith or the principles of hadith to help us understand the books that we read better. Because uh, many a times we find a book that mentions some of these terminologies uh, without explaining them. Because obviously the book is written for a particular audience. Uh, and then we become confused because we haven't understood exactly what that term means. So inshallah, if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, gives us life, bi'idhnillahi ta'ala. So um, we are the best of all nations and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created uh, the nations. Now uh, understand my dear brothers and sisters that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revealed the best book. To the best Prophet, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And the best book is the Qur'an. Via the best angel, Jibreel alayhi salam. During the best night, Laylatul Qadr. During the best month, the month of Ramadan. In the best language, the Arabic language. In the best of places, Makkatul Mukarramah. Inside of the Haram, the Haram boundary. And in this best revelation, that was the best in every sense, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, 
كُنْتُمْ خَيْرَ أُمَّةٍ أُخْرِجَتْ لِلنَّاسِ That you are the best of nations. You are the best of nations. Allahu Akbar. So Allah created the nations and gave a special precedence to the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Allah revealed the books, but He gave a special precedence to the Qur'an. And we discussed how Allah gave a special precedence to Jibreel alayhi salam. And how Allah gave a special precedence to Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And we will discuss insha'Allah how Allah created time and honored parts of time over other parts. And how Allah created places and honored parts of the places that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created over other places. So brothers and sisters, let's um, digest this. Subhanallah. You know, we are in essence doing a type of tafsir and explanation of this ayah that Ibn al-Qayyim rahmatullahi alayhi has chosen to build his introduction upon. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant him Jannah, shower upon him his mercy, and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gather us with him in Jannah as well. Ameen, ya Rabbil Alameen. Brothers and sisters, before we take a break, and especially for my brothers and sisters in the da'wah, and those involved in different uh, da'wah organizations, and those involved in different da'wah projects, uh, and as I said, it's not exclusive to you, everyone uh, with us today. Understand, brothers and sisters, that as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala titles us the best of nations, and we're proud of it, and we feel blessed, understand that all this comes with the weight of responsibility. The weight of responsibility, right? Being the best is not just, you know, inherited. You're the best because it comes with certain mandates, right? It's not that you were born into this ummah, that by default you become the best. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in his book in the fourth juz, كُنْتُمْ خَيْرَ أُمَّةٍ أُخْرِجَتْ لِلنَّاسِ You are the best of all people. Why? تَأْمُرُونَ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ You invite towards good. وَتَنْهَوْنَ عَنِ الْمُنْكَرِ And you warn against evil. وَتُؤْمِنُونَ بِاللَّهِ and you believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Not just a belief that doesn't come with action, but a true belief, that which is dressed with action. Is dressed with action. That is the reality, my dear brothers and sisters. That we practice this deen. We follow the teachings that we learn. We follow the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This is what it means when it is said, تُؤْمِنُونَ بِاللَّهِ You believe in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when you weak, you acknowledge that you weak. And you turn to Allah and ask for, for, for forgiveness. And you turn to Allah and you ask for guidance. It's not that you take it for granted and carry on in your day without being mindful of yourself. Without being mindful of the ideals that you ought to be upon and you're not yet upon. Without being mindful you know, uh, of your distance from the ideals in the lives that we have. The ideals taught to us by Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The ideals taught to us in the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I'll leave you, my dear brothers, uh, brothers and sisters, with these few words to uh, digest. And inshallah, inshallah, uh, we will meet at 10 minutes past 10, Makkah time. 10 minutes past 10, which is in 8 minutes time, uh, to resume uh, this particular lesson, insha'Allah ta'ala. Hadha wallahu a'lam, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.